storygoers, and welcome back to another episode of Tales from the Cartridge, the video game storytelling podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Eric Penrod. And I'm your other co-host, Ryan Bauer. Ryan, we had a fantastic, fantastic, I can't talk anymore, it's Sunday afternoon, my, my brain is like fried still, which isn't great for the work week coming up, but whatever. But we had a great time yesterday, we saw some nice uh, outdoor films, which was interesting, uh, just watching skiing and things I could never possibly do in, in a lifetime. Uh, but it was a lot of fun. But anyway, Ryan, how are you? And what have you been playing? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. It's been it's been a wonderful weekend of hanging out and uh, doing fun things. Uh, it was fun playing mm-hmm. some Mario Kart. Um, yeah. And then getting some delicious foods and drinks and watching a bunch of silly people go down a mountain. Uh, all yeah. fun things. All fun things. <laughs> Just um, ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> as far as I'm playing, uh, bits and bobs here and there. Uh the, we're coming up to our last week. Next week is the last week of the season of Destiny. So finished wow. up all the things that need to be finished in preparation for next season. Um, very excited. There's a big, on the 23rd, there's a big showcase where they're going to show the future of Destiny. And they'll talk about what's coming next. Bow, 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 bow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, all the stuff that's coming down the pipeline over at Bungie. Um, finished V-Rising. Did I talk about that? Did I say that last no, time? No. No, yeah, we finished officially finished v rising um beat the last boss um it's it's it it was it's it was a time by the end it was one of those experiences where by the end we were kind of all done we were ready to move on with the game Mm -hmm. so like we like what tried it and died and we're like okay you know what we're just gonna teleport ourselves back uh my friend dave had admin commands he just teleports us back like this is a bunch of bullshit. We're just gonna do it again because like it's, it, it can be, it gets really grindy at the end, and oh, like yeah. so much of your progression is locked behind like catching certain fish or like the RNG of certain things that I know that they will fix. It's still a really fun and wonderful game, but we beat the last boss, done with it. Um, moving on to the next thing, um, but it was it was a fun, wonderful time. Um, is there another game in set for you guys now? That you yeah. So I think we're going to we were going to do um, Core Keeper. Uh, that kind of Stardew Valley, Terraria, top-down game um, where you're, like, underground and, like, building a base and you fight bosses and there's, like, armor and classes and stuff. We were going to jump to that, but we held off because uh, Dave started playing Satisfactory and is now addicted to Satisfactory. Um, (laughs) Where he thinks he, like me, oftentimes spends too much time thinking about, like, Okay, if I have one iron mine here, that produces 60 iron a second, which then I can convert into, you know, 60 iron plates a second, which then, so like, uh, brains taken up, far too much oh, of our geez. brains taken up by the logic of, of that, so we we're probably are going to jump into that. And then Call to the Lamb, which I've been, I've been playing, and I think you've been playing as well. I, on you Friday, I got home from work, I saw that it was out, and I bought it, and I've been playing it on awful weekend, and it's, it's a very fun time. You got me into the cult of the cult. Of the lamb. <laughs> yeah. The cult of the cult. Exactly. Cult of the cult. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. So yeah, that's 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 what I've been playing. How are mm. you and what are you been playing? I'm good. I'm good. So we, we like we said we went to this outdoor film fest and it was at a uh a hard seltzer joint. Um and so I had a little too much hard seltzer, which Ryan, by the way, your uh Ryan Ryan graciously brought these is it barbecue? Uh, habanero barbecue habanero. yes yeah. and they're very good and i ate way too many <laughs> i also drank too much but i think that the the almond saved me from that 
But I will say there was a point though. So we're watching this this outdoor film festival documentary, and it was, it was your wife, right, and my my girlfriend with us, right, as we're watching this. And uh, my girlfriend and I drank too much, and not like crazy amounts. We're like no. blistered, yeah. like blistered, <laughs> um, yeah. blistered or blasted, whatever. Yeah, I obviously don't remember. Kids rumors. say, um, <laughs> but we got to the point where on this move in this movie, one of the people, their last name is McNutt. And it was just, it was so hard not to laugh. <laughs> and definitely, got, like, like, super, like, you know, hardcore, like, music as they're skiing down these stuff. So it was really loud. So, like, we can, like, kind of muffle the laughter there. But there would be, like, some silent parts. And it was hard not to. <laughs> the, the laughing was contagious. So, yeah. yeah. Make yeah. nut of all the names to all put names. on the screen in front of drunk people. <laughs> like, in flaming letters appearing on the letters. screen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This and they get to a point where. Off a mountain. <laughs> and then they got to a point where McNutt goes. He goes, hey, I almost didn't make it last season. Like, oh, crap. We make it yeah. fun of this dude for like 25 minutes and he almost died. Oh, yeah. like, this is awful. Yeah. And then we continue to laugh. Not at him, just more. Yeah. Not with him. Not at him, but just. It's a silly name. Yeah. He's got a silly because name. Because of him. Yeah. He's got a silly name. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway. I'm 31. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is the longest list of games I've had to bring yeah. to team for games I've played. This is like amazing. So. I don't know if I said this already. I think I said that I was playing it. But I, I beat Final Fantasy VII Remake. Have wow. I said that? Wow. I don't know if you said you've beaten it. I remember you playing it. Yeah. 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 So I, I will say, looking back, I'm very happy I beat it. And I can't say why. But I'm very happy. It was just not what I was anticipating. Yeah. So it was really cool. And then I went down the rabbit hole of what the heck's going on. So it's, I'm very excited. And now I'm going to play uh, Remake, Final Fantasy VII Remake intermission i think or inter i don't know it's some some dlc thing and it has everyone's favorite final fantasy 7 ninja uh the only one really that we know yuffie is the, the <coughs> character down if you know ryan she has a yep. giant shuriken and yeah so that whole thing i think that answers some more questions so i'm very excited to play that of course also mario kart 8's newest track just came out we played a set yesterday with uh wario or wario waluigi uh, pinball and calamari so desert which oh they're so good they i love if you're a fan of the N64 games, I can see why some people may not enjoy Calamari Desert, but I love what they've done with it. I think that what they did and in, in implemented there it just made it so good, as well as the fact that like, you can go back now and play the original ones on the Switch if you want to. So like if you don't like it, you just go back and play the old ones. Like it's just I think it's great. I think I love that they didn't just put a new fresh coat of paint on it. They they changed it, made it nicer. Um, very cool. So. Uh, I also have been back in Hades. I went full force. Once I beat Final Fantasy VII, I need like a, a palate cleanser that's been Hades. Yeah. Um, so I did it on God or Hell mode. I did it on Hell mode, and um, and I realized it was not as easy to get through it as I thought it was going to be. Like when it's not on Hell mode, I'm, I can, you know, first couple of tries I can probably beat the game, was, but Hell mode like really kicks my butt hard. <laughs> like, it took me I think like twenty or I know I think it was eighteen tries to yeah. finally beat the the first time. So. Um, but it's been great. And then, uh, sorry, two more. And then we're done. No, no, please. Uh, I want to hear about them all. Started straight today. Oh, good. With my girlfriend. Yeah, and you guys are going to love it, I think. It's, I I already feel this emotional attachment to this cat. Because <laughs> I love animals so much. Like, a little too much, maybe. Yeah. And so, spoiler, it's in the very beginning of the game. So, and, and if you've seen any trailer, I think you've seen this. But, you know, spoiler, you're a stray cat who's been, like, lost from their, like, pack, you know, of, of other stray cats. Um, and the moment the cat falls into this like dark pit, it broke. It broke my heart. My yeah. heart, like it broke. <laughs> it broke. And my girlfriend goes, "What's the point of this game?" And I was like, "Lindsay, we have to save this cat and get it back to its path." I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> are we you have not to understanding? Do this. 
Yeah. yeah. What do you not understand about this game already? <laughs> Someone who doesn't play games that much. <laughs> so like, I'm just like jumping down her throat. Um, not really though. Not really. Um, I will ask though. Have you gotten far into Stray? So I haven't played very much of it at all. Amelia um, is just about to go into the next, the second area. She's, she's beaten the first okay. area and is going to the second area. Um, but I don't know where, what that means in the in the course of the game. But yeah, she's she's probably like either a, a third or half the way through. I would say. I was gonna say because like there's a, I I'm, I don't want to say what happens, but like there's a point a part in the game early on where like it seems like you're getting hurt, and I don't know if the cat can actually die or not. Do you know if the yeah, cat? Yeah, can... you yeah. So, I mean, you don't like die. It just like the screen goes black and you respawn. Um, oh okay, yeah, yeah 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 yeah. It's just sad. I was like, Ugh, I yeah. really hope they don't actually kill this cat. This yeah. is like way too messed up. Yeah, I don't know if um, there's like a narrative. Again, I have, I don't know if there's a narrative of what happens when those things get you, like what actually happens or not. Um, but um, but yeah, you, yeah, the screen just fades to black and you, you boot back. Um, I, my girlfriend was playing this part where we were in danger. The cat was in danger in order to not be in, I'm trying to be very cryptic here and not like spoil anything. Yeah. In order not to be dangerous, you have to press the, the, uh, circle button on the PlayStation <laughs> to like get out of danger. So she's running. She goes, you need to press the circle while I run. So I'm pressing the circle <laughs> and she's running. It was just great teamwork. So it works very well. I think so far so good. Uh, if anyone's out there with a significant other that they would like to uh play a game with i think stray is very good so far yeah so. it's it's oh. yeah it's good it's good beautiful, really pretty really really pretty for game. being made by like two folks like beautiful wow, really? yeah the animations are amazing the world is beautiful mm-hmm. the narrative and like the characters you meet later on you're i think you're gonna really love it um it, it's it's it does a really good job of like world building in this really amazing way where the spaces aren't huge but they're so detailed and interesting um, and it's just fun to boop around as a cat, as like not a cat person. It's just fun to boop around as a cat. So it's fun right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. What more do you want? Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, especially orange cats. Orange cats are just very nice. I'm right, you're allergic, yeah. so it's okay. I, I sympathize. <laughs> it cannot be easy. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's, and, okay. it's okay. No, but it's my burden. Uh, and then, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then last but not least, I become a cult of the cult of the lamb. As I said before, uh, I just, I literally was playing maybe like an hour ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and I definitely see the, the roguelike, obviously, aspects of this game. And I love that you get to design your own little village. It's very cute, very disturbing. <laughs> um, and I'm really, I think I'm looking, I'm hoping, weirdly enough, that's a quick time, I think. Like, I think I'm ready to kind of go through Cult of the Lamb, get back through Hades and get back to Final Fantasy 7 in a weird way and then maybe eventually start Cyberpunk which will probably never happen yeah. <laughs> so we will see we will yeah. see if that ever yeah. does happen um, but anyway Story Girls I hope that you're doing well uh, we would love if you want to email us your thoughts feelings or perspectives to talesfromthecartridge at gmail.com all of the E's are threes uh, and if you do we will happily send you a free Tales from the Cartridge sticker as a thank you with a little note that says, you know, something like, you know, thanks for sharing your thoughts, feelings, and or perspectives. We appreciate it. Here's a sticker. Um, but much more friendlier. Obviously, I was trying to throw things on the spot there. So, uh, But for this episode today is a memory card. And this memory card is where we're going to ask Ryan about games and stories that, that he loves and, and that are important to him. So there's a you know series of questions and and our guest is obviously Ryan, so we're gonna ask him more about what these games are. You know, if there's anything specific, what's special to them about him, or special to him about these games. Uh, and of course, like the goal of this is always to use video games as a medium, right? 
and share and learn more about each other, which is kind of the point of Tales, so, which is really cool. So, uh, Ryan, are you ready? We're going to, like, you know, just totally, like, grill you on your favorite. Yeah, tales. I'm ready. I'm ready to dive in. And <laughs> I do want to say, like, we, I intended, like, the memory card with me to be, like, the second one we did. Like, we do you and we do me. Um, but as you will find out in this episode, it, it was really hard for me to kind of really fit, lock down for a variety of reasons, like one game or narrative um, that's most important to me. But we, we can get more into it because, um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm excited. I'm ready to be grilled. I'm ready ready to to, to to rip myself open and share all the things in a, in a very Cult of the Lamb gruesome way. To I was going to say. Say that. <laughs> yeah. That's a very Cult of the Lamb. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Ryan, first question. We're gonna add some like cool sound effects. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, Ryan, what is your personal story, your history with video games? Yeah, what a great question, Eric. I'm so glad you asked. Um, I know. I think you wrote it. <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. It's okay. Um, games have always been kind of a part of my uh, like personal scheme of how I view myself. Is like I'm a person who enjoys video games. Um, as for as long as I remember, that's that's kind of been one of the ways I identify myself. Um, one of the reasons being I'm not, like, super into sports. I'm not super in a lot of the things that are, like, traditional masculine things um, who people who identify as male often use to, like, talk to each other and, 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 and connect. Um, so video games have been kind of that for me. And because of that, a lot of my friendships that I have are, are built around our, our love of games and things like that. Um, but as far as like where I started and, and how I got to where I am now, um, with all things of my life, a lot of my early childhood, I cannot remember much of it. It's it's a little bit fuzzy. It's a little bit hazy. Um, there was just a lot of stuff going on with like we moved a lot for financial reasons. Um, and it was just a, a really messy, wild time that because of that, I, I don't have a super clear memory of it. And, I, and there, no part of my childhood was like... Um, actively, like I was never like really in any real danger, um, as far as I'm aware or anything like that. I mean, everyone's, you know, personal histories and their, and their childhoods are perspective on themselves. Um, it's, I, I don't know, like comparing it to somebody else's is super fair, but like for me, it was, it was intense and it was, it was, it was a lot. And so a lot of my early memories, I, it's really hard for me to think about. And then once you get into like the mid two thousands, when I was in high school, I had lived at a house for the longest I've ever lived at a house in my life, which was like four years or three years. And I had finally like had a group of friends like my like you guys in high school were like my first real proper group of friends, like real people who like understood me and I could talk about things I liked with and I could connect with. There were others in my life here and there. But again, because we moved so much, it was really hard. And I had some of these same friends in middle school, but in eighth grade, my family moved to Florida for a year. So like um, that last year of middle school, like I didn't have anybody I knew and I was in a place I didn't really enjoy and I was uh, like a grumpy teenager about it. Um, and I just mostly like stayed in my room and played played games on my laptop and my computer and, and like stuff like that um, because it was still really, they, there was online games at that point, but not in the meaningful way that was accessible to a kid or a young adult. Um, that wasn't until like high school where that became more prevalent around that kind of like GameCube and, and later era. Um, but so like the first video games I've ever played was uh, my grandparents had a lake house 
up in the Finger Lakes, um, and they had a SNES, or no, a Super Nintendo, nope, not a Super Nintendo, just a Nintendo, an NES, in the guest cabin that was behind their house, and I would just spend hours and hours playing Duck Hunt and Mario and um, whatever other games they had on there that I just had access to. And um, then, you know, as, as I got a little bit older and we I, like my first game system I ever had in my house, I think was the Sega Genesis and just had a bunch of bunch of games on there that I really enjoyed and played. And then um, I as I got a little bit older into like late elementary school and middle school, it was I had a PlayStation one. And we had like a, a, a house com- a computer for, for the, the whole house. It wasn't my computer. It was the family computer, I guess would be yes. what, it, what it was called. Very and, 90s. Yeah, very <laughs> 90s. It was like the computer that you would try to play RuneScape on, but like you didn't have internet because it was dial-up and then you couldn't. Um, so yeah. like that that was my experience. So like there was a lot of like web gaming, like um, flash games that I played. And then like we've talked about like the Pajama Sam's. And then there's a couple other games that like my parents picked up at like a garage sale or my grandparents picked up at a garage sale for me that I just had that were just like absolute garbage. Then there are some stuff like, um, where in the world is Carmen San Diego or, um, um, some other, other really good games, including like some weird, like real time strategy games, like some early, early ones that I probably played in middle school and didn't really understand anything that was going on. (laughs) Um, And this one game that is like forever burned into my memory because I played it so much with my cousin Tyler, but I don't know if anybody else has heard of it called like Lego rock Raiders, which is you are a, a, a Lego per a group of Lego people digging underground and you have to like dig caves and then reinforce the caves and you have like a little base and you have to like gather crystals. It was a whole thing. Um, We played so much of that game. um, That was very, very fun. Um, and then, and then like, uh, as long as with my friends, me and my cousins, the th- there were three of us, we all were really into games. Um, my cousin Aaron had, he was like the Nintendo kid. He had the N64, he had the GameCube, he played all of those things. And then my cousin Tyler, he was more into like the Xbox RPG stuff. And I kind of like fell in the middle. Like I had a PlayStation and I liked both, a little bit of both things. I never really get engaged with the Xbox much. Um, I get, got a GameCube because I, I kind of, I saw Aaron, um, my other cousin more than I saw Tyler. And so like games were always a part of kind of every family get together. Um, every friend gathering was all, all of it was a folk. The focal point was games. Anytime we would get together, people would come over to my house for different events. It was to play games. Um, we would go, we went on a, um, a family trip to Outer Banks and we all got in trouble because we brought game, our, we, my cousin Aaron brought his GameCube, and we spent the entire vacation playing Time Crisis. Uh, no, Time Splitters <laughs> Two. Time Splitters Two. Time Splitters Two. Um, yeah, just, yeah. just the entire time playing Time Splitters Two, and our, our our parents and grandparents got really upset with us because like we didn't go to the beach at all, and we didn't go outside at all. We just like <laughs> sat in an air conditioned room and played Time Splitters Two um, for hours and hours on end until we got in trouble. Um, so games have kind of always been a part of that, and um, I think one of the reasons I was I'm most drawn to them, and and I think in media in general, the things I'm most drawn to is being able to like escapism, right? I'm able to like go be a part of a different world. I'm able to not think about the things that I'm stressed or anxious about or worried about in my life and go do other things and have control in those worlds, be able to make decisions in a way that in my own personal life I, I, I just didn't. I wasn't able to make the choices of what was around me and like 
I was especially drawn to. We kind of got into this a little bit when when Haney was talking on went on and talking about what he was excited about. I was the most drawn to, like the narrative I was most drawn to when I was younger is like the chosen one narrative, like the the special boy narrative, like the one special person who no one knew he had magical powers, and if he just, you know what I mean, like that narrative, yeah. like it, it, and again that like that's why I was so drawn to Star Wars and those other things as a kid is because like. That, I, I always wanted that to be me, right? I always wanted to be like, oh, man, yeah. life is really rough. And it's all in perspective. Like, I had a house. I, you know, for the most part, like, had a healthy and safe um, childhood. But there is still mm-hmm. always a part of me that wanted, like, that thought, like, man, this isn't what I want to be doing. I'm meant to, like, go out and, like, save the world or, like, yeah. be a hero. And, and that's, like, a, was, like, something that I always was really attracted to and interested in. And even till today, that's it's something that when I play games, I'm 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 thinking about and wanting to to do, um, and 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 all that. But yeah, that's kind of a long circle circle, like general relationship with with games. I've always played them. I've always used them for escapism, and it's kind of how I um, self regulate now in some ways. Like if I'm really stressed out or really anxious, I will like I will have certain games that I will go to to play to just not really think about which maybe isn't always the most healthy but it's what i've always done like it's my coping mechanism is like i i don't think about whatever is making me anxious and i and i do something i play a game or i do something where i can i feel productive in that experience even if it doesn't it isn't actually productive in the world it feels productive and especially as i've gotten older and as we've talked about like games where i'm like creating systems and getting things done or building beautiful things or creating things are as I've gotten older, what I'm most interested in, um, because it's it's something that I've I've come to really enjoy, um, along with you know narratives and stories and, and all that kind of stuff. I think like stories are an important part of who I am, and video games are the main way I engaged with stories for the most of my life. As I've gotten older, I've gotten I've gotten into like D and D and other like group storytelling experiences that are meaningful. But, like, none of them have been as formative as, as video games have been in, like, how I see the world and the schemas that I formed about what is good and what is right and how things should be. A lot of that comes from, like, the narratives told through through games and, and media. Yeah. That makes total sense, actually. I mean, like, I don't know. I feel like I feel very uh, much in line with you. I was very similar to you, right? I was like, I love the chosen one narrative. Like, yeah. that felt very attuned to me as well like yeah. I, you know i should be doing something to help someone or choose. yeah yeah so i and i feel like it's probably something that we've related on before right and like then i keep and i was thinking about too about what you just said about like the you know coping with your feelings through video games but as someone who teaches coping skills to a lot of people and through like therapy like i think video games are fantastic right like and i was like like i tell everybody like like hopefully this will make sense right we talk a lot about how like selfishness is just like inherently uh, negative view, right? If someone is selfish, they immediately you kind of feel like they're they're negative. But the selfishness in 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 itself is not a negative thing. You have to be mindful about yourself and what your needs are, and it has to come first in order for you to be able to help other people down the line, right? And there's nothing wrong with you having to come first for yourself, so long as it's not too much. And how too much of anything is a, is a negative thing. If you're too selfish, and yes, that becomes a negative thing. So going back to coping skills, like when I work with little ones. I kind of had to tiptoe around video games as a coping skill because that become like, you know, because it's a struggle to manage emotions sometimes as a young one, like to use video games, which can be even more upset is like a rough road. But someone, you know, it has a, 
a good emotional handle on themselves that can understand why video games are good or not good depending on the game to regulate yourself is huge. So my point is this. I think it's fantastic that you use video games as a coping skill. I think it's a great thing, personally, as someone like you who also does that, right? Like, I, I, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can easily throw on Hades and be so happy, like, yeah. and just, you know, and just kind of go through it. Whereas, like, I know the difference between, like, I know the difference between playing Hades, where I know I can, like, get some, like, frustration out or just kind of be mindless for an hour and it's great. Or, like, say, playing, like, Final Fantasy Seven Remake, which is a great game, but there are moments where it's like, oh my god, like I'm going to lose my mind if I have to slow walk through one more scene. <laughs> I'm going to lose yeah. it, and that's not that's not the game I need to be coping with my emotions at that point. You know what I yeah. mean? So yeah, I think yeah, I think it takes like a lot of emotional maturity. So I'm trying to say anyway, I think it's a great thing. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> right? What game or games, like game stories, have the had like the biggest impact in your life growing up? Yeah, this is the big question. This is the one that I've kind mm-hmm. of struggled with to try to Da-da-da. lock one thing down. Do 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 do. That I've um, struggled to like lock down and think of because of both my hazy memory of of my younger years and a lot of the games that I've played. Because a lot of times the games I'm using is about control. A strong narrative oftentimes you're giving up some control for the purpose of telling or hearing a story right. um that being said there are some games that i've played throughout my throughout the years that have like a really meaningful impact in some way or i, I think about them or or, I, or they they like break through that haze of my childhood that i really distinctly remember not exactly the whole entire experience but how i felt during that experience and how meaningful that experience was so, like, one of the first, like, again, time is weird. I don't know where all these fit in, in, like, when I played them versus the meaningfulness of them. Um, and, like, when I played them age-wise, and that was an age to, like, internalize and understand what the narrative was and be excited by it. So, like, an example would be, like, Tales of Symphonia. I'm not a huge JRPG person. Um, Tales mm. of Symphonia is a JRPG from the GameCube era. It was, it's in the Tales, um thing it's probably it's the only tales game i have played i don't even know why i ended up buying it it must have been like um i rented it and really loved it or something because there's nothing else at blockbuster or at um game game crazy game crazy yeah the game crazy slash game family video or not it wasn't even family video hollywood video hollywood video yes exactly exactly oh man i miss it it yeah um because those those games aren't, aren't usually my jam, but I remember that game being a game where it was like one of the first games that had like emotionally impactful narratives. Where, and again, I have I, I do not remember the story beats at all. They're totally gone, but I remember like caring about the things that were happening, and these characters mm-hmm. felt like real people in how they were engaging in, in in interacting with the story, and like there were characters who you cared about who had to like give them sacrifice themselves to save other people, and there's characters who. You know, we're kind of it had all the tropes of, of a JRPG, but it was it was one of the first and only JRPGs I've played that I really in, in like that again breaks through that haze. Right? I really clearly remember parts of that game where I don't remember much else. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I broke this down by like systems. So like GameCube, Tales of Symphonia, Wind Waker was the first like Legend of Zelda game that I was like really fell in love with and played to no end because I didn't have an N sixty four. I watched my cousin 
beat, you know, Majora's Mask in Wind Waker, but I never really engaged with them myself. And it, Wind Waker was the first game I played in that series that I that like is what made me love that series so much. I played like yeah. the Game Boy Advance, like Minish Cap, and those those games as well. I don't know where th- that would have came after actually Wind Waker anyway. But um, yeah, because Minish Cap was like a like a sequel or game, something. Game Boy, yeah, Game Boy Color, Game Boy yeah. Advance. Uh, I did, yeah, it did come out after. I can't remember if it's connected or not. I don't. It yeah, may not be. Uh, either way, that Spirit game Texas. was like a game that uh, again had a really big emotional impact. The narrative was really interesting, and like that, the the story was so interesting, engaging that I again one I really remember love. Um, uh, the Fire Emblem series, I played a ton of Fire Emblem. I really loved Fire Emblem. Golden Sun, which I don't know if you remember Golden Sun. It's like yeah, an so old Game Boy RPG. Yeah, a very yeah, just a very good game. Uh, that I remember playing a lot. Again, kind of like a JRPG, but I don't I don't remember much else other than like talking with my cousin a lot about it. Um, and then <laughs> the PlayStation Two. This is kind of when we get into the, the late mid to late two thousands, where I really start to remember and think <laughs> think about. Um, sorry, I said meat. I don't know why. I'm yeah, sorry. It's okay. The meat and potatoes thing. I don't know. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, no. That you. that's that's totally fair. That's when I like really sorry. started to engage like Shadow of the Colossus, um, Kingdom yeah. Hearts, Borderlands, Bioshock. Like, the, the mid to late 2000s where I was, like, I think junior year of high school. I don't know about you, Eric, but junior year of high school is, like, the first year of my life where I was, like, you know what? I'm a pretty cool person. This is going pretty well. Oh, um, <laughs> I never thought that in high school, but I'm um, glad you did. <laughs> I think it's because, like, I think it's because, like, I, like, started exercising junior year of high school for the first time. <laughs> and, like, I spent that summer just kind of, like, goofing off with um, our old... who friend dan um mm-hmm. who knows what he's up to in the world these days um but like junior <laughs> high school i was feeling pretty good a senior year was okay and then college it all fell apart again um but like <laughs> that one brief moment well, things were bright and wonderful <laughs> well i remember you too like i always i felt like you like jumped leaps and bounds you got a you had a you suddenly got a girlfriend <laughs> yeah that's right and yeah you were, yeah. You were very very not that you weren't popular before but you were very popular like everyone just like loved you i felt like <laughs> sure like yeah popular kid didn't really matter like everyone loved brian bauer like yeah like, no one had anything negative to say about you not rightfully so because you didn't do anything sure to earn a negative phrase yeah but like I, yeah i can totally see why you <laughs> felt that way like, i i could see that yeah it, and it, it was it, partially it was because like again i i spent a lot of time with somebody who was also very well liked and popular i think that helped mm-hmm. um but yeah, it was it was it was it was a time where like I, I felt I was feeling pretty good about myself and the world in some ways, and at the same time like there's a lot of really good games out: <laughs> Shadow of the Colossus, um, Kingdom Hearts, Borderlands, the first Borderlands, and then Borderlands Two in college. Um, I didn't play um, a lot of this stuff, but it, yeah, and then then you get to freshman year of college. And this is so rambly. Um, <laughs> and that's good. Uh, this is memory card. It's memory memory card. That's right. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're getting near each other through video games. Um, <laughs> and then uh, freshman year of college, I um, I went to college and I got a single, which I do not advise people to do your freshman year, your first semester of college, mm-hmm. because what it means is you, if you're a person who does not prefer to go out of your way to like meet people and talk to people. It's really easy just to go back to your room and not talk yeah. to anybody during the day. Um, so that's what I did my freshman year of college. I, 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 I only made like maybe one or two. I mean, I, I have some really good friends from college, but most of them, like I didn't meet until after college. Like our friend Dave, I went to mm. college with, but I, when I was there, we didn't really talk to each other at all. 
Um, I have one good friend from college, and he was my roommate, um, Josh. Um, cool guy. And Sean, I guess. But again, I went to Sean went to is from oh, our yeah. hometown. Um, so I knew him from that. But like, I didn't have a whole lot of friends that first year. So what I ended up doing is I I got really into YouTube in like 2010 because that was when like YouTube was blowing up. 2010 That's YouTube huge. was so hot. And I, um, Minecraft came out in 2009 and I played it like a little bit. Um, my friend Tyler Gelpin, um, friend from high school, like showed me Minecraft in like 2009 and it was like just coming out and it was so weird and interesting and, um, like nothing I've ever played before. And then when I got to freshman year of college, I was like watching YouTubers who played Minecraft and there was this one YouTuber called like Lepter one or something like that. And he was like, hey, guys, join my server and in Minecraft. And I was like, yeah, that sounds great. I'm going to go play on this Minecraft server. So I did. And I played on this Minecraft server for, like, a good chunk of my early college years. And I don't even know, Eric, if you know any a, a whole lot about all this. But um, And I played a ton. I ended up becoming an admin on his server. Like, and, like, became really close with it – was, it, was, it was before Discord. So it was um, – what did we even use talk to each other i don't even remember um maybe we use steam um but it was like i had this whole community of other people i played minecraft with and we would get on like every night and like fly around and like build cool stuff and do all kinds of interesting things and then a couple of them like i became fairly close with throughout high throughout college and we played some games together but i played so much minecraft as like just a solitary experience and then as like this community experience where i didn't have like i i had friends who i played games with um but it was a time where i just wasn't feeling oftentimes if i'm feeling like if i'm feeling like not happy with what's going on in the world or with my life i become like super i like shut everybody off and just kind of become really insular and just kind of do my own thing um out of out of habit it, i'm assuming again we don't have to get into it but i'm assuming it has to do with like when i was younger i would have to cut people off and that's like how i so that that's what i do when things are difficult i just cut everybody off and just kind of go into myself because that was my when i was younger that's that's all i had um so that's what i did you know in in part of of college in and out and i but i ended up finding this like really great community of people i don't talk to any of them anymore but they're all like for my some of my friends on steam and i'll see what they're up to and um what a wild time but yeah that that was a huge part of of like getting me through some of that that really tough college few years and then i think it's part of especially freshman year i feel bad because like we had originally planned to room together oh right yeah and because uh, i got the the bill for the college it was i I couldn't afford it i didn't have enough tuition because my my mother and my stepfather made too much money so I, i couldn't end up I couldn't afford to stay at the campus, so yeah. I, had to, I had to be. Uh, uh, I had to drive forty five minutes every day right. to school. Yeah, which like really sucked, and, <laughs> and I and I feel bad because then you were stuck in a single. And yeah, like, and that sucked. To be honest, like that's not not something I, I I don't remember. I remember us talking about that, but I don't remember feeling any kind of like frustration or. or I I totally like there is no part of me that remember like that thinks about that and I'm like, man, if it wasn't for Eric, not, you know what I mean? That, that isn't something that even has <laughs> crossed my mind. Yeah. And well, you're like a very empathetic and kind person. Oh, so, well, <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah, that's, that's really interesting that I didn't even put that yeah. together, that that was, um, 
maybe a part of that. I remember had to tell you, and I remember, at least I think I do. Maybe it's a fabricated memory, but I, I, I remember telling you in like yeah. a text, I think. Yeah. I, felt really, I, couldn't, I feel like I can't even tell you in person. I felt so bad. <laughs> yeah, it's so really I, hard. Yeah, yeah. I remember coming to visit a few times. Yeah, you, you came to visit quite a few times, and like, yeah. we eventually got to a point where like, in we would play a bunch of games together online whether it was you know Borderlands or Red Dead Redemption or yep. The Last of Us or Last Uncharted Online multiplayer, like there was so Turn many two. like things that we played together, and I think it's hard to separate or to think about the fact that we, I have like we have like this really it's I mean we're all old now so it's it's a little bit harder now but we <laughs> <laughs> like Ouch. we no I just mean like we have like no, no, this no. really great active group of friends who all play games together or used to play games together like every single day multiple mm-hmm. hours a day and yeah. before that before we had that like community it was like this like desperate group of people kind of scattered to the wind and like it was really great it, eventually to all come together and have this like great group of friends we could play games with but yeah for a really long time it was really just you and me playing games together um and i think that really helped me come out of and work through that kind of like insular period um, yeah. of college and then eventually like i got a roommate and, and things were, were okay but there still wasn't that same connection i mean i think i'm sure a lot of people have had this this where you have a really good close group of friends in high school and then they all scatter right and what yeah. does the world look like and that's like a really you know common coming of age thing um but yeah that that so like college a lot of because youtube was so big too i watched a lot of games played like i watched a lot of playthroughs um, I, I got really into like that YouTube video game world, like most folks did in the, in the, yeah. in the 2010s. Um, but yeah, Minecraft was a huge part of that Borderlands and Red Dead. And, and, and I mean, we really bonded over those narrative games and over those stories in a way that like, that's something we, I had in high school and we had in high school, we would talk about games all the time. And once we got to college, yeah. it was, it was, it was the, the group got smaller. It did. And what's interesting now that you're saying this, right? like, is it, you're right. Cause like I, I feel like high school is so different in a way. Like I, I, like, I don't think we either enjoyed high school. No, I shouldn't talk no. for you, but <laughs> no, 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 who does? Yeah. Uh, you're saying <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> not to not to call it that one fan that did. Yeah, uh, not one one listener that did. But it's interesting because, like, you're right. Like, I, you know, once you leave high school, like, you're so like kind of alienated in the sense, like, and I could, like, I didn't really see you a whole lot because we got to go to school and then go home. You yeah, know? like, it was, yeah. And so, like, it's interesting because, like, we stayed in touch mostly through video games, like playing online. And it wasn't until after we had been done with college, right, and we, like moved back home, uh, that you know, then our group that we had been playing with online would get together in person, right? Yeah. And then we'd go to like, your house and in your garage and we'd play like board games and hang out in this, we had this like really good, we, we still do, yeah. group, group of like friends, just all like, you know, 12 or 13 of us all getting together, yeah. maybe, maybe more than that, but, um, and just playing games together. And I, that's the moment, at least for me, when I was like, oh my God, I have the best group of friends right yeah. now. This is like fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, certainly. It was, it was something that like, I think was was so meaningful and has been such a big part of my life like having those groups of friends and they've like allowed Mm -hmm. me to like engage with all kinds of all kinds of games do like and and like do things in the world that were really fun and that are kind of really important to me now like go to restaurants and eat food together and like these these things that like I, i i really like to do are a core part of who i am that like that formed around you know playing games with friends and playing games together and 
that now being like how I how I most of my best game experiences or my game moments, other than the narrative ones, are games or times I've played games with friends, and they become like such core memories that like are are really you know foundational to who I am, um, in a really in a really wild way that has made like these things are so impactful. They've they've really helped form who I am, and I think like from from if if we want to look at just like the narrative side of things there are games that like emotionally were really impactful in a way that i didn't expect or think about games to being and the one that jumps to mind is the last of us like mm-hmm. playing the last of us and having that emotional experience of the last of us kind of made me think and like under, and this has probably been said and is really cliche but like here's 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 a way games can a story game that you can hold through games that is impactful and emotional and these people and characters can feel alive and interesting in a way that they had never done before and there are other games that had pieces of it but that game in in particular was just so dark and interesting and told in such a masterful way that it was, it was really meaningful and yeah like really connected with those with those characters and those stories um in, in the same way that like and there are other games that did it, like Red Dead Redemption, that the ending of that game, like, destroyed me because it was so emotional and impactful, and you cared so much about this character, and you wanted so much this character who had, who had made some mistakes in his life to, like, be forgiven for those mistakes. Right. But, but like, it is really a story about, like, family trauma and how those mistakes follow you in a way that is, like, really emotional and impactful. And is a narrative that, again, I, I, is, I think is really interesting and engaging um, in, in a wild way. For a long time, it was mostly, like, it wasn't so much a story of a game. It was more like the story of what the game gave to you in your life, right? Yeah. The connections that you made with people. And yeah. as games matured, right, is when it really started to kind of touch you mm-hmm. in that emotional level of, like, significance when, like, games could finally tell, not finally tell, but game, like a game could really tell an emotional story that like gripped you and like made you feel something that in the past I'd never really done before. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. So what you're saying is that like at the end of Wind Waker, spoiler alert, when Link stabs Ganon, you you felt nothing. (laughs) You feel ashamed. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. You're right. I I, felt nothing. I I will say, I should do a memory card of that because I remember as a kid, sorry, I'm taking No, no, you're fine. No, please, 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 please. It's just funny. Like, I remember as a kid when that happened in Wind Waker, again, spoiler, if you didn't understand what I just said, and spoiler, you know, Link stabs Ganon in the head at the end of Wind Waker. I remember being so angry and that they had flooded Hyrule. I was like, what is wrong with this game? And it's funny now because like, what, so many years later, 20-ish plus years later, uh, it's probably the game I want to play the most right now, yeah. so badly. I know I know Nintendo has it behind a vault, and they're just waiting to release it. Yeah. I want it so bad. Yeah. So anyway, going back, no, but no, it's interesting. Like, and I remember, I I, I think I even remember like talking to you about uh, The Last of Us, like you know, like and texting you like, holy crap, this is yeah. already like way more than I was anticipating. You know, <laughs> yeah. like yeah. it's like it's scary. Even talking to you like, and it's funny how like how that transcends even further, like to like even The Last of Us Two. Like you haven't played The Last of Us Two yet, no. right? I it's it to be honest, like I'm I'm a little scared. Like I'm what the emotional impact is going to be. Like I want to make sure I'm in a headspace to have that experience. And I, I, mm-hmm. luckily, I haven't had anything spoiled for me for the most part. Like I haven't I haven't had anything that I, that has been ruined. But like I want to make sure I'm in a mental space to have that experience in a way that is as meaningful as impactful. Like. 
I want to take like three days off and then just play it over those three days and then just be able to be like destroyed and sad after and work through that without having to like go to work and like tell a teacher that they need to like clock out because there's only two kids and we don't need three teachers right now. And what are you doing? Uh, you know what I mean? Like that, that like that's just they, that just isn't that just doesn't doesn't work out. Um, you pull your your makeshift shank from the last one. Exactly. Like, You're right, <laughs> yeah. No. It, yeah. And that's I think that's what's so crazy is like how again it just transcends through through. I mean, this gets this feels a little like much, but but I, I think people understand what we're saying. Like it transcends, right? That same conversation we had last week was the probably the same ish conversation we'll have with the last of us too in the sense of like what the conversation will be like i guess it was it, you know it was a lot like it's for me it's a game i can't i can't go back to right now probably for a very long time like one one and good you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah they made their 60 bucks and i only played it once and that's probably that's probably what it has to be right now so you know it's 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 very you know and and that's what's so cool about games is like you know everyone's story is so different like when you when you play the game like you know, I'm very curious how you play the game. For me, I was like so stealthy. I didn't want to kill anything. But so, Ryan, is there like maybe like, like of your list of games that you've you've mentioned, right? Is there one that you feel like has the the most meaningful impact? The story of the game that has the most meaningful impact to you, or just a just the not even meaningful, just the most impact, you know, in your life? Yeah, probably. <laughs> um... Why is it? Why is it Borderlands Two and all the torque uh, sexual jokes? I mean, the thing, the thing, the thing about Borderlands Two is that was a game that had, for me anyway, some perfect storytelling, like oh, from yeah. start to finish, like the characterization. Of, like Handsome Jack is one of my favorite characters because of how well he was written and act and voiced, and playing through that narrative, like with you, like together, mm-hmm. was such a wonderful experience. So and getting fun. to like hear those story beats and like be in experience all that was so incredible and then like getting to you know like you're saying do the torque stuff which was hilarious and wonderful and like i still think about like torque yelling blowjobs in the, you know what i mean <laughs> it's incredible like the writing is so, so good funny. and then like even even to to further that borderlands 2 experience like Tiny Tina's Dragon Keep was like my first experience with like Dungeons and Dragons, which is now, if you don't, like if listeners don't know, is a really core part of, again, a core part of my identity. I play a lot of Dungeons and Dragons. I think a lot about Dungeons and Dragons because, um, and, and again, this is a little bit out of our, 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 our lane, but like what I love about Dungeons and Dragons, especially like DMing, which is what most of my time is doing, is like I get to tell and be in control of a story. I get to help. Mm-hmm. And, and with other people, but in a way that I've never had in my life, or at least felt like I had, like, some control right. in a story. And there are other TTRPGs that you can do this with that are really good. Dungeons & Dragons is just what I've played the most. You can get together with a group of people you care about and who you enjoy spending time with and just tell a really fun, interesting story that is that could be just, like, silly and wild in the way that Borderlands was, or that is, like, meaningful and interesting and just getting to tell those stories with people is why I love games because you got to tell those stories and also why I love Dungeons and Dragons. And that, that was my first introduction to even that idea of something because that was the first time I'd ever played engaged with media. Like for most of my life, I was like, well, I'm not going to be that nerdy. I like video games and I like superheroes (laughs) and all that kind of stuff, but I'm not going to get that nerdy in a Dungeons and Dragons. That's like a whole other level of nerdy that I'm not even going to touch, which is silly now, but like that was like how I thought for a really long time. Borderlands. 
2. Incredible game. Everyone should play incredible it. Incredible game. Yeah. And I, I mean, I hope it, and I'm sure it is, it as good as I remember it being. And not just because, like, we had this experience together and shared this experience together in a really cool way that I haven't done with other games. Like, we all played, like, Destiny together, but that game, the narrative is a, is a hot mess. So, like, you don't have that same, like, emotional experience of, of playing through a whole game together. The rest of my, like, adult gaming life has been trying to recapture and re-experience, like, playing something with somebody and having such a wonderful and engaging and exciting time and, and continuing to chase that. Um, and then narratively, it was it was also had, like, really interesting characters and had, like, a villain who you could understand what his motivations were in some way. And, like, characters who made choices and engaged with the world in a really interesting way. Um, and then with, like, same with, like, you know, Red Dead and Bioshock, both games that, like, flipped how I thought about games. Like, Bioshock being a game. I, I played that years and years after it came out um because mm-hmm. it looked spooky and i i'm this big old big old uh chicken man um big but chicken man, big old chicken man. <laughs> uh, but like going back to bioshock like thinking about a game where you're making choices but are you really making choices again like right. flipped why i like i play games because i got to make choices like that's what i liked about games i get to be and now here's the game yeah and here's a game saying you're not in control You've never been in control. Like, what, like, a, what do you mean? Because, like, a, you know, for, like, the most of our lives, we're not really in control, right? We're, no, we're just making no. the choices we can. So, like, what an interesting way to flip how you think about the world. And, and I mean, that's what it was trying to do. And it, it was really successful in doing it. And then, like, a game like Red Dead, where the world was so immersive and the story was so interesting. Um, and it was so, like, had some really incredible story beats. And I think Red Dead 2 hits for me stronger in some ways and not as strong in other ways, but it's still like a really solid experience. Um, but then again, like in red dead, the same thing about borderlands, like I will never forget. And we probably already, I think we did talk about this, like riding around through the world of red dead together, just in a carriage, just like having the, you know what I mean? Like holding up in a floor. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, just like having a wonderful time, like in this sandbox and getting to, to do whatever we wanted to do. Um, was just, was that also, Sorry, I mean, no, no, no sorry. Is this also the time, like, is that online? Am I making this up where, like, the closer you got somebody in the world, the, the louder they were in your microphone? <laughs> yeah, so exactly. I, I, I vividly remember people looking so angry. I was like, you suck. And like, they feel like off the distance. And we would just laugh, like, <laughs> yeah. like maniacal psychopaths. But, like, yeah. we just had this giant carriage, people, and we just go through the forts, killing people, and go and leave. Like, we wouldn't do yeah. anything. Like, it was just, yeah, it would just be ins- insanity. Mm-hmm. Absolute insanity. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Just yeah. really early Such wonderful time. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like, I played games with other people, like, when I was younger. Like, in high school, Halo was huge, and everyone really loved Halo. Mm-hmm. And I would, like, go to, like, um, friend sleepovers and get-togethers where everyone would just be playing Halo all night. But, like, for me, that wasn't something I super enjoyed in the same way. Like, I think for a game to draw me in, it either has to do a couple things. It either has to have a really strong narrative hook it has to have a really interesting world, which then ties into that narrative hook, or it has to give me like creative freedom to design something or to build something. I think there's like this, um, we, I could also stop rambling at any time. I think there's like this, um, <laughs> there's like this, um, thing you can, you can take like a video game personality quiz thing. Personality quizzes are, are not super useful and maybe you shouldn't use to make decisions about your life <laughs> or, or you shouldn't, but there's this, there's this like, um, interesting part where like, do you like the design part of games or the narrative part of games or like the, like there's, 
certain things. And I think yeah. design is something that I never saw myself as a creative person. I'm not particularly much of an artist. I'm not particularly like a good, um, like I, 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 art is something I enjoy, but I've never seen myself as somebody who is particularly artistic. But in in through in video games and being able to design things and create things and build things, it's something that, as I've gotten older, I've came to really enjoy and appreciate. And now in my life, like, and we've talked about this even with writing scripts, like, things have to be a certain way for me to feel satisfied. And if they aren't, I sometimes mm-hmm. struggle with it. And it's the same in, in games, like in Calls of the Lamb. I spent so much time, like, making sure my paths were lined up, making sure, like, I had totems in the right places. Like, I spent a lot of time designing that because I, that feels satisfying and interesting to me. Um, right, and that's right. something that I just never really engaged with when I was younger um, that, that I really enjoy now. Um, but that that meandered real far from the question you asked. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just in different ways. I don't know. I think it's just so interesting, like how games can bring out the most you like i would i would totally agree with you ryan because like the last time it's been a, a while since i played but when i played v rising and my crappy internet allowed me to see the castle that you and dave had built it was magnificent right <laughs> yeah symmetrical and beautiful and like so i could totally see where you get that love of like design from i think it totally comes out in that way which again video games is that medium that allows you to do that yeah which is yeah. so cool which then crafts that story which i love i love the idea that like Stories don't have the stories of video games don't have to be the actual video game stories. It's the stories that it's gonna sound so lame that you create from playing the games. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that's also yeah. in itself an important story. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's great, and it was then comes back to even further if you if you feel like this is correct for you at least like to, to the creation of tales where you actually tell the stories like and how like impactful those are. Like I like you you bringing so much to the table a game I never even heard of right and how. By the end of that story, I was so moved by it, right? Because you had been so, like, it, it touched you in some way that you brought it to the table. And then I was, like, blown away by this game I never even heard about. Like, it's just, it's crazy how, it's just so, it's just wild. You know what I mean? Like, it's something that I feel like, I don't know. I just feel like movies and TVs have such great stories as well. But I feel like video games are just so, are different in a way where, like, you are experiencing it in a lens that is so you. Because it's 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 your story, right? It's not you're not watching somebody else's story. You're living that story, and I think, at least for me, and maybe for you as well, like that feels more impactful than, than yeah, watching yeah. that story, being able to experience it and then have it happen to you. And then again, video games lend themselves, to, like you said, they provide a space where you can tell your own story. And right. again, that that. Well, it goes back to like that being able to have some control in the world in a world where most people don't have a lot of control in what's going on is, is really meaningful, I think, for a lot of folks. Um, and I don't know if you have any experience with this game or not, right? But like, think about Little Big Planet as well and yeah. how a game like that was just so it went like just so wild with the stories that are being crafted in this, like, very, like, you know, not, not, uh, you know, um, not difficult game to craft with, but at the same time, like, you know, it had its limitations, but people did amazing things with it. Yeah. Like, it's just, I, I think it's just such a cool thing that video games allow you, even, and like, it, 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 video games allow you to craft these stories in a way that like, everybody can experience it without the limitations of, you know, like, you know film studios or, or big, you know, but big budget TVs or, you know, you, you can create these stories and share them through a different medium that everybody has access to 
that can be enjoyed with because it's not all about the money at the end of the day it's about like the experiences and and what you can share with other people so yeah i mean i could talk i could i could do a whole nother episode on why dnd is meaningful and has like allowed me to have like some really interesting creative and personal like stories told because dnd can be such a personal thing you can you can create a character and we, we don't have to go too far on this but like you can create a character who's had some experience that you personally have had and then get to play them out in a way that you will never get to or get to right. be put in situations that you would never get to or face some of those fears and face some of those anxieties that you may never get to because the world just isn't, you know, things don't always end easy like that in a way that when you're telling right. a story with friends and you know what's important to them, you can help them experience that. Like if somebody lost somebody and get to tell them they love them, like you can create a world in which they get to say goodbye to someone they love or they didn't in the real world. And that can be really meaningful to people. And like getting to be a part of that is, is, is really wonderful. And getting to kind of live in another world is, is really fun. And again, that design part of me that I, I didn't know was there until I got to experience it through video games gets to come out. I get to like create these set pieces and I get to create these, these narratives and I get to like have these structures that that i think are, are satisfying to me and hopefully to others yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. yeah well ryan <laughs> i appreciate you sharing your perspective on games um stories of games which ones really were meaningful to you um i, don't, I think it's really cool it's just it's great how these games like just bring about different things for different people yeah. i think for you like it brought about so much yeah. in different ways yeah right like it, it's really cool so is there anything you want to end off on your on your special memory card episode? I saying I don't know if it is a good end. No. <laughs> well, every with a lot. I get. I'll just I'll just close out with like I think the reason I agreed to you know join in this adventure with tales with you and the reason that this has become such a big part of our lives and that we you know even though life is stressful and even though like it's wild that we've still tried to our best to find time to make sure we're still doing this is yeah. because we both know how meaningful and important video games have been to us. And we want other people to share that because I think as, as more people share that, we're able to connect with them on that thing. And, you know, they're able to hear, you know, better understand them and better understand the world. I mean, like doing these memory cards, talking with um, talking with you and talking with Haney, it's helped me better understand you guys uh, as people and as humans yeah. and how you move through the world because of your relationship with video games because we have that same shared language. So I think like... We, we just have to keep doing that because I think it's something that's really important to both of us. And I hope everybody else will, will, will feel free to share and, and tell us more. And as we bring more people on, they can, they can do the same. Storygoers, hopefully you found something meaningful in Ryan's story as well. Uh, we'd love to hear those thoughts, feelings, and perspectives. If you share this with us at Tales from the Cartridge at gmail.com, all the E's are threes. Uh, send those in. We'll be happy to read those as well. You know, any of those, any of those uh, games that Ryan brought up meaningful to you in the same way or in a different way, we'd love to hear it. Ryan, thanks for sharing yeah, all that. Yeah, thanks. It. Thanks, for, thanks for being here and, and, and listening and asking some great questions. And, like, really good to do this with somebody who's such an important part of this story. So it's, it's great to have you here. Same. 100% same. I would never have asked anybody else. You know, two years now. Well, in just about two years. Yeah. About 15 days. Yeah, that's right. So it would be, yeah. We were working, I think we were probably working on um, Bioshock. We were, we were already. feverishly writing, like, Literally. five whole episodes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was wild. Yeah. That was a good time. But no, it, it, it's been a, a blast. And I think that we'll just keep making stories and whether we experience them or they 
they experience us. <laughs> I don't yeah. know if that makes sense or not, but yeah. you know what I mean. <laughs> so, uh, Storygoers, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Tales from the Cartridge Memory Card. Uh, we hope you're doing well. Share those thoughts, feelings, or perspectives. And if you have it in your kind, beautiful hearts to rate us five stars on whatever platform uh, you so listen to us, that we would really appreciate that. If you have anything less than five stars, just don't even, just don't worry about it. You're good. You're doing great jobs. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> move anyway, on. Storygoers, <laughs> we're good. Thanks so much. <laughs> but we hope everyone's doing well, and we will see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.